Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. I'm very excited about this. Uh, would you pay over a million for a soccer card? Yeah. Expensive watches, rare paintings. The world of soccer cards have exploded. And we're joined this morning by two people who've turned their lockdown hobby into a business. Jason Flynn and Enzo. I'm going to get this right or wrong. Patriarcha. Okay, you give me a thumbs up. You're very kind, Enzo. From Soccer Cards United, join us now. Uh, Enzo's in studio, and Jason is somewhere around the world. We'll get to Jason in a second. But Enzo, hi, good morning. Well, you need a microphone there, sorry. Um, Good morning, how are you? Good. So uh, I have kind of a passing interest in football cards in the sense that my kids have collected them since 2013, possibly. He also Uh, means because he's a parent, and at some point, every parent is running around looking for the (laughs) uh, Daniel Sturridge 101 or whatever it happened to be at that particular time. Yeah, totally. Uh, But recently, I had the fortune to talk to a chap who used to run a company called StockX, and and he's now gone, his name's Josh Luber, he's now gone into sports collectibles. Uh, and there's a massive industry here and there's value to be found in things that people may not realise that they own but that are worth a lot of money. Yeah, um, Josh Luber's taken over Fanatics which recently acquired Tops. Um, Ireland's one of the biggest markets for match attacks in, in Tops' industry. Right. But there's another kind of layer to it that the Irish people kind of don't know about which is more of the Americanized version of that. It's from the same companies whether it's Tops or Panini but the American version and it's kind of slowly over since 2018 it's kind of been coming over to Europe because I suppose from movies and things we know about like hey I collect baseball cards and I've got the Ruth Mater I don't know the Babe, Ruth. Babe Ruth whatever <laughs> and it's worth this much money or whatever so like there is a history of those things being um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg you know, the famous baseball player um, but, but there's a history I suppose a cultural thing we understand that there's value in these but we don't know what we're looking for Yep. So there's a lot of vintage soccer. So the Maradona's, the Pele's go all the way back to cigarette cards and things like that. Mm. But it wasn't really till 2014 that Panini came out when the World Cup started with a World Cup Prism set, which kind of launched modern day premium soccer sets. So it is very early, 2014 World Cup and then the 2018 World Cup because a young guy called Mbappe lit up the World Cup. And in America, it's all about the rookies, the draft class, that thing. So a lot of Americans seen a young player at the World Cup that they kind of vaguely were like, oh, the World Cup's on. They don't really like soccer too much. And they go, what's this? He's young. He's amazing. They got into it. And it kind of spilled over to Europe then because we kind of, we looked at as we know the sport really, really well. And a lot of the Americans that knew the cards were more into whether it was basketball, baseball, NFL. They kind of passingly got Mm. into soccer and it became this kind of duality going on. And when you say premium cards, are these cards that you would buy in a newsagent's, you know, for your kids? Are these specialist ones that you've got to go somewhere else for? Yeah, so like in the States, they'd be stocked in Walmart and the the likes of that, but hobby shops, they'll be like retail boxes, but there's hobby boxes where you'll have different things in it. Mm. So the main thing that kind of separates premium and kind of standard uh, like match attacks is that there's autograph chases. So like for a hobby box, every box will have one autograph, could be messy, could be Harry Maguire, like you don't really know. Okay, so your Harry Maguire is not going to be no, worth as much exactly. as Messi, unfortunately. You, you don't know what's in the box. Yeah. Um, and then there's like numbered cards, so they'd be called parallels. You'd have different images of the same card with different colors, and they'd be numbered like out of 50, so there's only 50 copies in existence, all the way up to 101. So in one of the boxes of tens of thousands of boxes, there might be a 101 Messi, and of course the value for that will, will be much Okay, better. and one of the things that I learned certainly from talking to Josh Luber and from looking at the industry is the condition of the card is the important thing. And that's why I'm terrified that my son, who likes to eat the side of his match tax cards, <laughs> has something worth tens of thousands, but he's chewed on it. But there's actually a, a company you send your cards away to to get them graded. Isn't that yeah, right? Various companies that you can send to PSA would be the biggest. 
um, you send it to them and they'll basically authenticate it first of all it's very it's trusting fake. isn't it yeah. like and please send it to some guy on the internet <laughs> I swear you'll get it back and then they, they'll check the grade so a gem mint would be a 10 so they, they look at the corners the surface the centering so you could have a perfectly open pack you haven't done anything you've taken out perfectly but if it was centered wrong when it was printed okay. it's not a 10 so that kind of results in scarcity and it also standardizes a card because you can compare if you had a 10 of the same card I have a 10 we know the exact value of it. So a standardizer kind of makes it more of a... What I find asset. amazing is the difference between a PSA 9 and a PSA 10. So you have a messy card in front yeah. of you that's a PSA 9. Tell us about that. So this was um, in 2004, Panini um, made um, Mega Cracks for the Barcelona license, um, which actually became kind of cool because it was a Spanish and a Catalan version. And this okay. was the year Messi was a rookie. So it's the most value of the first release of a card. Um, I have a 9 here, which is about €2,000. If it was a 10, it would be pushing 30000 So wow. 15 times the price for yeah, one grade. But that looks mint. To, what's wrong with that one? I don't know what's wrong with this one. Um, might be the corners. Could be a surface issue. Um, but in some cases, it's essentially at the highest end of the market um, with the more kind of eccentric, wealthy individuals that are kind of investing in this as a collection. Mm. They're, they're, I think there's maybe 20 or 30 PSA 9s, but there's probably three PSA 10s. Okay, so the scarcity exactly. always drives the value. Um, what are the more valuable ones you've heard about? Um, in recent years, 2018 World Cup Prism, the Mbappe cards, huge value. Um, 1977 was Maradona's rookie, so a PSA 6 of this, because the further you go back, it's harder to, it's hard to get. It, yeah. PSA 6, I believe, went for 75,000. Wow. Um, recently enough. Um, and one of the Mbappe cards went for 74,000. 70 yeah. That was a 2017 top low Panini Select. So that was again considered his rookie year. Yeah. Um, what's so really, interesting so, is they're they're so recent. Like usually, yeah. you think the older the card is, the more valuable. But actually, this yeah. this is only five years ago. In 2018, a Cristiano Ronaldo mega cracks from his Sporting Lisbon days. PSA 10 went for about 2000. 2018, and that's Ronaldo. His his yeah. okay, ignore what's happened recently, but sure. his legacy was cemented in 2018. Um, and during the pandemic, that was up at 400,000. You see? So it's because the people that were in it, like Europeans didn't really know about PSA. So the people that were necessarily in it and investing weren't so deep into soccer. It was kind of like, okay, I'll get that. Sure. So Try and understand that. Well, your, your business partner, Jason Flynn, isn't with us in the studio today. Because, Jason, where are you right now? Uh, I'm sitting in uh, Munich in a hotel room. Okay. And why are you in Munich? Uh Last weekend, on Saturday just gone, we were here for a trading card show, um, the biggest one in Germany so far. And then uh, I just happened to stay on for the week and, and mooch around a little bit here. Okay, so what kind of things were you looking for in the trading card show? Um, so we had collectors there from all over the world. We had people flying in from the States, obviously lots of Germans, you know, Hungarians, Czech, the whole lot. Um, so we were looking for a few things. We've been chasing a Diego Maradona autograph for a while and narrowly missed out at a couple of shows. And we actually got a deal done for a Maradona autograph and then kind of finally had one of our kind of holy grail cards. And it was only a PSA 9. Everyone's going to want to know what the value of a Maradona autograph PSA 9 is. Um, I think, I'm not sure. Enzo, what did we pay? We got it for 630, but later on in the show, we actually traded it with a value of 800 when we traded. That's how we ended up getting the Ronaldo. Getting the Ronaldo one. Did a big trade for the Ronaldo. That's 630 euro. Yeah, 630 euro. Traded it at a value of 800 later on in the show. Okay, and so Jason and Enzo, how did you guys, Jason, I'll ask you, how did you turn this from the hobby that most people have of collecting sports cards into a business? Well, we started a, a podcast in July 2020 during the pandemic um, called Soccer Cards United. And from that, we kind of grew an online presence on social media and we started a website. And then we kind of had people approaching us asking to sponsor the podcast and various companies in the in the industry and having kind of built a podcast on our ability to say whatever we liked, we didn't really want to take sponsorship money. 
Um, so instead, we decided to try our hand at buying and selling sealed boxes of cards mm. um, because that was kind of an underserved market within Europe. We already had a brand. So we started TruckCardsUnited.com, and we've been buying and selling boxes of, boxes of cards uh, throughout the world ever since. And are you ever in danger of, like, buying a box of cards, for example, selling it at a, a modest profit? Say, like, you, you spoke about the, the hundred and odd eighty euro you made profit there on the on the, the Messi or the Maradona yeah. autograph. Are you in danger of selling a box with a profit of a hundred euro, two hundred euro? Somebody opens it up and goes, "Oh my god, this is worth four hundred grand!" And the lad sold it to me for for eight hundred quid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, uh, you're, also, you're also in danger of buying a box at 200 quid, and the following week, the best card out of the set gets pulled, and all of a sudden, nobody wants to box anymore, and it's right. worth 100 quid. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's kind of like a swings and roundabouts kind of thing. And what were you guys doing before you did this? Is this your full time gig, or is this a sideline hustle? Um, so we did this uh, part time uh, while we were working day jobs for about 18 months, and then just in March 2022. Uh, we went full-time, so now we're running the business full-time together. Fantastic. Epic. Now, how did you get to hang around in Munich for a week? And poor old Enzo is here back in Dublin. <laughs> uh, well, truth be told, it just so happened that my girlfriend was flying into Munich for a conference this week, so I instead of going home to an empty house, just decided to stay on and hang around. Oh, why not? Well, look, you Actually, know... you could expense the dinner you take her out on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what's going to happen now, and it's literally happening on the text lines. People are sending in what they have and what they... How do people, if they think they have something that could could be worth something of value. How do they go about getting that um, evaluated? Just text so. Jason. Ask him. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, eBay is, is the quickest way to, to check it. Um, if you kind of know the name of the card, the set name, the year, you can actually filter to sold and completed. So you okay. can actually see if anything similar has sold. But then it does come down to condition as well because as, as you've seen, there's huge differences in value mm. based on condition. Somebody has sent a picture that said, guys, just cringing listen to this. My son decided to take out the best match attacks cards he had oh, to no. show his friends this summer. He left them in his tracksuit pocket, which I then put out into the wash. There was Ronaldo, there was Rooney. So, I mean, I don't know how all these ones were, but there's a potential there's some value there, and now they're in the wash, so that's not going to work. Tell us about the Pele rookie card, Jason. Um, yeah, so so Pele, obviously, is a name that uh, you'll often hear Americans who, who who generally know not as much about soccer, they'll always say Pele. Pele. Uh, the, the first soccer card they can think, first soccer player they can think of. Um, so Pele has a rookie um, from 1958, I believe, and that is uh, incredibly rare. Um, and so, even in the likes of PSA one, which is basically, you know, you have to imagine how poor the condition is to be yeah. a PSA one out of ten. Um, but that was the the first card to get anywhere near a million in soccer. So we had a sale. I think it was nine hundred and fifty thousand euro uh, dollars. Wow! Um, recently, and that kind of set a new bar. Um, and so, kind of everyone's chasing that. And obviously, Pele is Pele. Um, but that kind of every time we break a milestone like that, like half a million or a million, it raises the ceiling on the market, mm. and it also encourages more people to try their hand at kind of the, the lottery aspect. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose this it's one of those things where it's going to become much more ubiquitous. People are going to know the value of these things, and you know, right now you're looking at Erling Haaland, for example. He's been playing for a couple mm-hmm. of years, obviously lighting things up in the Premier League. He did so in Borussia Dortmund. But if you could get his rookie card, I presume from. Uh, where was he before? Salzburg. Salzburg, yeah. If yeah. you could get a rookie Salzburg Haaland card, is there value in that? Yeah, Haaland had an interesting situation because his releases came in 2019, 2020. Mm. So his rookie is both in a Salzburg kit and a Dortmund kit. And at the minute, the market prefers the Dortmund one. Oh. Which is really, we, we've backed the Salzburg one. We yeah. think it's more of a, maybe an American thing again. It's like, we're like, the first club matters more than, you know, mm. this. 
Um, but I think the record for Haaland so far, I think, is either a quarter of a million or 300,000. I'm not. And there you go. These cards are 2019, 2020. And that's a Dortmund kit as well. Yeah. So We're sitting on a nice Salzburg one. You got a Salzburg much, one? Yeah, we just bought another one today. As well. Okay, yeah. excellent. Is there a sense of the Willy Wonka golden ticket to this? Like, if people go out and buy you know, cards at the moment in a hobby shop or wherever they see them. Is yeah. there a chance that within those packets there's something that could be extremely valuable in, yeah. in a couple of years? A few years, in 2020 was the first year they released Formula, Formula One sets. Yeah. Tops did that. And then um, sometimes you buy a box, but sometimes you can open, you can buy it by the pack. So I think a French man traveling through the States went into a hobby shop and bought a loose pack of Tops Chrome Formula One first year. And they got a one of one Lewis Hamilton autograph, which is estimated to be either one or two point five million between that range. <laughs> the same, the I'm same just thinking card. I had a load yeah, of them yeah. on my desk, did, which I've yeah. thrown out. But the same card without the autograph. So the one of one without the autograph did nine hundred thousand. So, so autograph, autograph be, yeah, it's going to be more. It's just not for sale yet. It hasn't sure. hit the market, right? But, but he has yeah. it, yeah. And he would have got that for under fifty euro and, the pack. And we know the value of, of Pokemon. I know you guys are Absolutely. soccer cards, but Pokemon obviously traditionally has had a huge value, particularly the stuff that came out in the nineties. I've seen videos of YouTubers opening packets that they've bought for, again for five dollars, and they pull out something worth five million or whatever. Yeah. Like so, again, scarcity and condition just make yeah. value, and the condition kind of leads to the scarcity as well. Yeah. So, okay. uh, where can people follow your guys' story? Just um, It's interesting in terms of the cards, but also interesting two lads doing this full-time and they yeah. want to see how you get on. We do a podcast twice a week called Soccer Cards United. When we launched it, it was kind of directed towards the Americans. That's mm. why the name is Soccer. Forgive us for that. But, um, <laughs> and that's also our socials everywhere. So whether it's Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, or our website, which is soccercardsunited.com, yeah. Soccer all the info's there. Okay, right. nice one. Jason in Munich, Enzo in the studio. Thanks, lads, and best luck with it all. Thank you. Thanks, Thomas. Cheers, Thanks. Jason. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, and Enzo, I should say, Enzo handed me, as soon as he walked in, he knows I'm a Man United fan, and he handed me a David Beckham. It's a match-worn shirt card. What is this one? Yeah, it's like a relic. Uh, Upper Deck did that in 2001, I believe. So they would get match-worn jerseys from the players, have them officially licensed, cut them up, put them into cards. Um, and yeah, that still goes on. So today. there's a bit of his shirt actually in That's this it, card. Yeah, the red, the red thing there. Oh, okay. If, if you open that up, you'll be able to feel the material of it. I wouldn't do that. But don't it's, it's in a sealed we case. Just up <laughs> in Germany as well. And tell me, how much would this be worth? That's about 150. About 150 euro. Okay, amazing. So nice. there you go. Let's check your match attacks. Check your Panini stickers. Uh, people are saying they've got Merlin, you know, yeah, yeah, Merlin stickers Premier from Premier well. yeah, like, yeah. you know, 99, 2000 value in there somewhere. Yeah. Could be, yeah. Dave, you stop using it as a coaster for your tea? <laughs> Jeez, 150 quid. <laughs> Enzo, thanks so much for coming in. Thank thanks you. to Jason as well. Soccer Cards United is where you'll find the lads if you've any interest. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today.